Hello, and welcome to Talking Hoosier Baseball. Uh, we are recording this on January 19th, 2023. Uh, I'm Carl James, joined by Cassidy Palmer and Chris Feeney. Uh, we are also joined with our very special guest today, uh, Ben Seiler. Uh, ben, welcome to Talking Hoosier Baseball. Thank you guys so much for having me. Yeah, ben is a uh, graduate transfer. Uh, he is coming from Siena, uh, pitcher. Uh, and I'm going to go ahead and get things started. Uh, Chris, get us started. All right. Thanks, Carl. First off, again, uh, just like Carl did, welcome, Ben. I really appreciate your time. And uh, you're a New York guy, right? You're coming from Siena Saints. You played summer balls with, for Albany Dutchman. So you stayed upstate New York for most of your ball playing career. How does a guy, like I haven't been asked this before, but how does a guy from New York end up in Bloomington? What, what's, your, what's your story? How did it happen? Maybe how did coach reach out? We give people an idea about how it happens. Yeah. Um, well, of course, thank you guys for having me on. I'm super excited to talk uh, about myself as much as that, as weird as that sounds, but it's nice to uh, get the IU fans uh, some insight on who I am. Um, but yeah, I'm Ben Siler. I'm a left-handed pitcher from Albany, New York. And like Chris said, I was there for the first uh, 22 years of my life. Um, I chose Siena College my senior year of high school. Um, after, I mean, I had an offer from there from sophomore year on, but I took my time in the recruitment process, really wanted to, you know, look around, see all different types of schools. Um, but once I settled on Siena, it was a great choice for me. Um, for undergrad, just based off, you know, proximity to home, my parents love watching me come play mom and dad could be able to come see 20, 25 games a year. Uh, the education at Siena is great. The, the friendships I made there, I, I love that place. I mean, my best friends, guys that are going to be in my wedding, um, all those types of people I met at Siena. And I'm, I was so thankful for those uh, four years. But as I came to senior year, it was, you know, I kind of excelled beyond Siena in terms of pitching, at least in my mind. Um, so I wanted to test, test the waters of the transfer portal. Um, and once I got in, it was it was mayhem, um, as I'm sure a lot of people will uh, agree with me on. It was just crazy phone calls for, you know, four or five hours a day. Um, and, you know, I talked to schools from California, Maine, uh, Indiana, obviously, Florida. And, you know, what I really wanted in a school was a coaching staff that, that valued me as a person and valued me on the field as well. Coach Glant right away um, was kind of the main guy who was recruiting me. And he just, we built a relationship from that first phone conversation and then talking to Coach Mercer and talking to Coach Simmons and Coach Weatherford. I mean, those relationships just grew over the course of that week, week and a half. And, you know, I, I took a, I took some visits and I talked to a bunch of schools, but in my mind, I kind of knew IU was the place that I wanted to be just based off these phone calls. Um, I hadn't visited the campus. I only got down to visit the campus in May uh, or like late May and I jumped in the portal during the middle of the season which I know is a little bit odd um, but yeah I made the commitment and started up here in July and we've been going ever since it's been awesome I love it here and in your announcement tweet uh, saying that you were coming to IU uh, you mentioned that you were studying for an MPA yes uh, how's that program been going it's it's competitive let me tell you um Three classes is nice. Three, four classes a semester. That's definitely a difference from undergrad, but at the same time, the workload's still there. And, you know, I really wanted to challenge myself with my master's program. Um, O'Neill's one of the top schools in the country. Um, 
and you know some guys can go get certificates um i preferred to get my masters i think it's going to be more valuable for me down the line obviously you have to stop playing baseball at some point um and o'neill's been great they've been super uh like really, really good with my scheduling in terms of baseball and classes. They want to see me graduate. They want to see me get through. And that's been awesome. Like the, the academic support as well. Um, so yeah, that's what I, that's what I'm doing. I wanted to go into crisis PR eventually um, okay. once my baseball career is over. So O'Neill set me up for sure. I was about to ask what concentration you went with. I, I'm also a fellow MPA from O'Neill. Awesome. awesome. We got to stick together. I like oh that. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to kind of just dive into the, to the baseball angle here. Um, so one, the, uh, uh, the, you know, we, we like to pull up and look, look at statistics. And of course the thing I think that, that, that stood out the most for us, um, especially after a somewhat rough year for Indiana on the mound was that you uh, had a three strikeout to walk ratio. So I kind of just talk about uh, what, what you do with pitching. What do you do to avoid giving up those free bases? Yeah, I really like to pitch. I think, you know, sometimes nowadays, I think there's a difference. There's some throwers on the mound and there's some pitchers. I definitely pride myself on being a pitcher. Um, I like to attack with all four pitchers. I think that's the most important thing you can do is keep a hitter off balance. Obviously, you know, velocity is key, but at the same time, being able to locate if, you know, you're walking two, three guys in an inning, you're never going to get out of a clean inning. So my big thing is pride myself. I like to work quick. I like to get ground balls. I like to get my hitters uh, in the batter's box as opposed to the other hitters. And, you know, for us as a team, that's that's the biggest thing. I like to have quick innings. I mean, I want guys like Josh Pine, Brock Tibbetts, and, and Phil Glasser doing the work, and I want to make it quick for them to get back in there and hit. Well, regarding, you know, four different pitches and, and making batters feel uneasy, I, I read up on that 19 strikeout performance you had. Uh, and then another 16th strikeout performance earlier in the season. Obviously, you're big at swinging misses, I would assume, getting these guys off balance. Um, have you always been a big strikeout guy? Um, I mean, yeah, in high school for sure. But I think part of that was the competition piece as well. Um, mm -hmm. You know, against against the better competition that I faced throughout the year, I think last year, I mean, Jacksonville State, I had a good game. Maryland, I had a decent game. Um, but I think the biggest thing for me is just getting out. So I don't really care how I get them. I mean, if my stuff's on for that day and I'm getting a ton of swing and misses, great, let's go, let's do it. If it's not, if I got my C plus, B minus stuff, you know, what can I do to get outs? How long can I stay in this game and and save arms for the next for the next game and the game after that? And and how fast can my guys get back up to hit? That's the biggest thing for me. And especially from the adjustment level to the Big Ten. Um, like in the fall, it was definitely great to have a fall season under my belt to kind of see how the, the bats differ from a regular max season to a big 10 season. Um, and just finding what works for me at this level compared to in the Mac. Cause in the Mac, I mean, my last, the last year, obviously my stuff played pretty well in terms of the strikeouts, but, um, I'd say so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but, but here it's been different. You got, you know, guys, guys take pitches they wouldn't have taken last year and, it's been good to kind of see that and see that as we're coming back into the winter. Cause that's where we're going to be facing down the line. So even in the fall ball games, you could really pick up the change or the difference of the skill of the hitters from the map. Without a doubt. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I would say, I would say the difference between like the, the Mac and the big town is the Mac will have two or three guys that could, that could hit in the big town, but at the same time, like I use lineup is full of nine of those guys. So you have to one through nine, you have to be locked in the whole time. And that's, that's been the biggest thing for me is 
last year at Siena, I could get through the first six guys and be like, all right, here's three outs. Like, let's go get them. But now you have to be really focused and really intentful with all your pitches throughout the whole outing. Gotcha. Because I did see there were some draft picks out of the Mac. Looked like maybe three or four position players and the rest were pitchers uh, in this most recent yeah. draft. Yeah, there's been some good talent. I mean, I would say, you know, at Siena, we had in my four years, one guy drafted. But I would say there's usually four or five a year from the conference, which is always, it's always fun to see those guys succeed because it is a small conference and we don't get a lot of recognition. So, you know, for me to do like the strikeouts against Niagara or for, you know, last year, Jake Noviello, he was a Fairfield through a perfect game. Like those things are really cool because they do put, put the conference on notice. And to be completely honest, it, it propelled me in the transfer portal to talk to a lot of schools that, you know, if you had told me when I was a freshman at Siena that, IU would be talking to me or teams like UNC or Maryland. I would be like, you're crazy. There's no way. So it's really cool. And kind of going off of that, uh, what's changed for you as a pitcher since you started working with IU? Wow. A lot. Um, Glant and I have worked a, a ton on cleaning up my lower half mechanics. Um, I'm a really big guy. Uh, like, I mean, you'll see me at some point, but. <laughs> 6'6", 240 pounds, 250 pounds. Um, so really being able to utilize my lower half and and that strength that I have down there was huge. Um, you know, in the fall, I came in definitely a little bit, definitely a little bit tired from my past season at Siena. I mean, some of my pitch counts there were crazy, as people will notice. Um, but I think the big thing for me is it, it, having my lower half be really efficient, saves, saves tired like keeps me less tired with my upper half and allows me to go longer into games. Um, and then from a pitch design standpoint, we've really worked on my change up this fall. Um, having that as a true fourth pitch that I can throw in any count along with my curveball, slider and fastball um, will hopefully be a separator for me at, at this level. I mean, I definitely need a, a good pitch like that too. So, You mentioned the pitch count already. Uh, so you actually had some pretty wild uh, uh, pitch count outings. Um, so, uh, I guess your, your big one, I think what was 152 pitches. Uh, how did that go? Were, were there conversations that you had to have? Did you had to kind of lobby to stay in a game like that? Um, kind of. I mean, so two weeks before that outing, I strained my oblique at Manhattan and had to come out of the game early. And then the week after that, we, we had an off weekend because we had actually too many hurt players to travel, which really was a, a bummer. But so we got back for Niagara and we went out there and I threw a bullpen the week before or like the Wednesday before. And I was like, I feel good enough to pitch. But, you know, I was like maybe two, three innings. Like, let's see how it feels. And I got on the bullpen mound and I started throwing and I felt great. And I go out there the first three innings and I don't know, I had like probably six or seven strikeouts by that point. And coach was like, look, good, feel good. I'm like, yep, feeling good. Like, let's keep it going. And and we kept going and then. We got to the eighth inning and I came in the dugout and I think I was at like 125 pitches or something like that. And he was like, you're one strikeout off the school record uh, and two off the NCAA record from the year. Like, do you want to go back out there? And at this point it was a tight game. Like we had had a couple of unearned runs, which was frustrating, but you know, it happens in baseball. Um, and I just had wanted to win the game because I think we were up four or we were tied four, four, or up four, three. Um, Went back out, got two strikeouts, took longer than I expected, took like 25 pitches. Um, 
and the whole time Niagara's bench is yelling my pitch count as it climbs up they're just talking it to me and I mean they they couldn't hit the baseball that day so I was completely okay with it but so I came out in the ninth and yeah I came out in the ninth he was like you want to go back out and I was like no there's no way I'm going back out he would have let me go back out that's the thing with coach Rossi he loves he's been there forever he's been there 53 years and it's definitely old school baseball um but I love it because I love to pitch and I mean you know looking back on it now is the best idea probably not but at the same time you know, it's going to be cool to be able to tell my kids one day I have the record for the year for the year or records for strikeouts for the year. And, you know, it's, it's a cool, it's a cool thing. Um, but at the end of the day, yeah, it was, it was a lot of pitches, but you know, I, I'm, I, we were built up for, I, it's not, if you look back at other pitchers in Siena colleges, that 153, I think wasn't even the school record. So. Coach Rossi let you go, huh? Holy cow. Yeah. He's got a, he's got a long lead. He had a long lead on me last year for sure. I was looking into it a little bit, and uh, it seemed like he's been coaching there since about 1970. So yeah, going he, uh, from... his famous line is, uh, I, I took the job the week after the Beatles broke up. That's what he says. <laughs> I mean, he literally started like no. right at the Woodstock. I mean, that, yeah. that's like a fact. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> he's he's been there forever. He's a treasure. Nice. And, and it seemed like stuff I was reading up on him, like everybody had the world to speak of him. Can you talk about a little bit about what you took from your four years there, right? Uh, learning under his, I don't know, tutelage, his guidance, something like that. Yeah, I mean, he's all about competition, man. He just wants to win. I've never, you know, I've been around a lot of coaches who have been around baseball for a while. And, you know, some people may say that, you know, they lose that fire after some times. But, I mean, it's crazy to me. Like, he shows up every day. He's walking the third base to coach. He's yanking you out of the game if you have a bad game. Like, he's – He's all he's about still it. coaching third base. Oh, he's yeah. He jogs. He gets. I don't. Know, I wouldn't call it a jog. It's a. <laughs> it's a courtesy jog. Let's call it that. But but yeah, he he got, he got out. He got out there. Depend on the score though. If we were getting our brains beat in, he would he would send somebody else out there. Take but, a break, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He'd kick his feet up. But yeah, when so we played, we from... got we played IU my sophomore year actually at the uh, South Alabama tournament and. I don't. I don't think he coached there that game. It was a long game for us. So. It's probably real hot. I was in the sta- I was in the stands doing the radar gun. So I pitched the day before. Nice. <laughs> and if I remember right, that the game that you were talking about, the series you were talking about that got canceled was against Illinois, right? Where you didn't have yeah, enough players. Yeah. So we were we were gonna yeah we were gonna go to I think we were gonna play in a tournament with uh, South Southern Illinois, Edwardsville, and uh, East Illinois. So I mean, we got them in the fall. So. Eh, you're gonna get real illinois now so you'll get illinois I know, exactly so it's better. Yeah, yeah exactly nice nice i mean anything you can get from baseball minds i think is is so important and, and you're going from a guy who's been coach from 1970 to a younger coach in coach mercer right what is something that right off the bat you've noticed from coach mercer that that you're taking and, and appreciating yeah i mean mercer's mercer's the ultimate players coach and i think a lot of guys in our locker room will echo that um you know, he's he's there for us 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. And that's something that's really rare as a coach. Um, besides the fact that he's a great baseball mind and, you know, that that speaks for itself. You see the product that we put on the field each year. Um, and and from that standpoint, we're great. But at the same time, just from the relationship building, I mean, I think it's, you know, you want to have an impact for the four years that you're here, but it's it's 
glaringly obvious to me that coach Mercer wants to impact his players, not just for four years, but for the 40 years after they play baseball and see what they do down the line, whether that be playing professional baseball. Great. We got a handful of guys that are going to do that or whether it's getting a great job and starting a beautiful family. He's, he'll be just as excited for you from that standpoint as well. And that's something that's, that's really hard to find at the D1 level and especially at the power five level where the pressure to win is, is so great because guys jobs are relying on it. So he's awesome. And we've mentioned how there are plenty of uh, solid players in the Mac, some solid draft picks last year. Uh, Are there any specific uh, battles against player, whether it was against another pitcher or against a batter that really uh, stood out to you? Yeah, I mean, besides the 19 strikeout game was awesome, but I think the game that really was the the most exciting for me was our win against Monmouth on senior day that we got. Um, I pitched the eight inning. I pitched eight innings, um, came out of the game, and we were down one, and we rallied off like seven runs in the bottom of the eighth. I snuffed the win out from whoever was going to come in next, and we won uh, uh, in the ninth. But we were facing Trey Dombrowski, who was uh, – he got drafted, I believe, in the fourth round by the Astros. Um, lefty from Monmouth. He was a he was a Cape Cod League Pitcher of the Year um, the year previous, and he had been lights out all year. And it was really fun. We battled. I mean, there were 25 scouting directors there, and everyone was there to see him. And little Sienna came under and snuck the snuck the win right from out under him. And it was awesome. I mean, we won. You know, we won 12 games last year, and that was super disappointing. But at the same time, like those games on senior day with your with your best friends, and you know, you're not going to take the field that many more times with them. So it was it was that was a very memorable moment for me. All right. Well, as you uh, look ahead to uh, this uh, this coming spring, um, and you kind of see the schedule that uh, that IU's got, um, is there a particular matchup that uh, that you're looking forward to? Uh, a particular team you're looking forward to, to pitching against? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for the first three weekends. I think, you know, you really want to see, you really are going to get to see how, how good we are and, and how we kind of stack up against the best teams in the country. And you get that in Auburn, Texas, and then the three teams we face at ECU. Um, I think that's going to be awesome. I mean, I always loved the one thing about coach Rossi is our non-conference schedule was almost too hard. We played like every, like my sophomore year, we went 0 and 17. But like those, that's, oh. that's, that's what you want to do. That's who you got to play. And, you know, especially here, it's, it's a lot different because you're like, yeah, we got a chance to win these games. Like we're really going to, we're really going to do something. So I'm looking forward to those first three. And then obviously the big 10 games, I mean, that's where you, you get your NCAA bid. That's where you do, uh, you know, things that set you up for success in the playoffs. So those games are also equally as important. Now it looks like as far as pitching and, and rotation wise, stuff like that, we obviously aren't going to know, where you fit in the puzzle, but personally, do you have expectations for yourself? Um, just, you know, some goals, stats wise, stuff like that. Is there other numbers you're looking for? No, to be honest at this point, I hate to say like at this point in my career, I'm 23, but uh, <laughs> going into my, like it's my fifth year. It's my last year of college. So I can yep, say yep. that, but um, no, at this point in my career, man, I really, I don't care. Like, and I think that's, that's great. What's one of the greatest things about our pitching staff is we got a lot of guys who, who don't care. I mean, they care about winning, but they don't care how it comes. They don't care if it's them. They don't care, you know, whoever it is, we're going to go and do it. Um, and for me personally, I feel the same way. It's it's my last year. I'm, I'm getting to play power five baseball, and that's awesome. You know, if they want me to start, great. I've done that for three, four years. If they want me to relieve, 
awesome. Let's do it. I've been there. You know, I did that for a year and a half at Siena. I enjoyed it. Um, but at the same time, I do, I do enjoy starting. That's where I'm most comfortable, but you know, I've voiced to the coaching staff multiple times. Listen, you need me to go out there and get you innings five through eight. I'll do that. If you need me in the ninth, I'm good there. If you need me to start. I'll do that. I really, I'm just, I just want to win, man. That's the thing for me. Like, I we won 12 games last year. Like it, like I haven't been in a winning a winning program, and I and I don't mean that in any like harm to Sienna, but at the same time, like to be surrounded by a winning culture here at IU is something that's really special, and I just want to contribute to that in any way I can. And around the clubhouse, are there any uh, expectations at the team level that are being kind of kicked around? Um. I mean, we're just trying to take it day by day at this point. I think it's, you know, it's early into the into the winter kind of practices as we start back up here and guys are still getting their legs underneath them. But, I mean, you guys saw us in the fall. We hit, I would say we hit better than any team I've seen. And I've played a lot of college baseball. So um, it's it's been really, really cool to see the camaraderie between the hitters and pitchers this year. Um in terms of, you know, going out to eat, going to do activities, things like that. It's been awesome. I would say the team, from a team standpoint, this is a very in-tune team and kind of understanding of their identity, which I think is is what you what you need to be successful in, in the NCAA. Um, but, you know, I, I'm not afraid to say I want to win a Big Ten championship. I think that's the expectation in our locker room. That's what we strive for every day. If you don't practice for that, then why practice? So, we're trying to do that. And then obviously once you do that, things kind of start to fall into place for postseason baseball stuff. So now that you've got a, uh, a full semester uh, here in, uh, in the Midwest, uh, what are the, what are the differences for you for, for, for being in New York versus being here in the Midwest? Merce told me it was going to be warm. That was not, <laughs> I think that he just wanted me on campus. He lied to you. No, no, I'm kidding. I knew I, I, so I have family. I have family in Louisville. My dad grew up in Louisville, so I'm not like too unfamiliar with the area. Um, but yeah, I miss the pizza. Chris and I, when we were talking before we were recording, I miss the New York pizza a little bit, but no, there's some good, there's some good food. I've really enjoyed. I went to uh, the IU game at Kansas with my uncle and that was awesome to kind of see a different aspect of the Midwest. And obviously it wasn't a great game, but it was really fun. And in Bloomington, there's so much to do. Like, it's such a cool town. I would not have thought that when I showed up here and it's really like opened its arms up to me, obviously, but it's been cool. I love the shops. I love going downtown. It's, it's a really good time. There really is a lot to do here. That, and that's something I noticed when I first got here, when I was visiting my brother, you know, when he was going to IU, like I was thinking like I'm going to Indiana and it was going to be like corn and like, <laughs> you know, farms, you know, yep. but it's not like that here. You know, there is plenty to do, like you mentioned, but uh, yeah, exactly. The, the only the only uh, the only little sneak peek of Bloomington I got, my dad showed me. He was like, "We got to watch Breaking Away," and I was like, "All right, let's do it." So, <laughs> like one of the nights right before I left, we watched we watched Breaking Away, and I was like, "All right, this place is pretty cool." And, and my dad's a big biker too, so he was like, "I'm coming for the race and all this." And I was like, "Awesome!" Oh, you better book yeah. a room early for little fire. Yeah, exactly. I know. When I was, he'll be on the air mat. He'll be on the air mattress in here with me. <laughs> I was trying to think, will that be a home weekend or an away weekend? Because yeah, I don't know. It always overlaps. He doesn't care. He'll still come. He'll be happy if it's away because then he can just sleep in my bed. <laughs> yeah. Nice. He'll get the whole place to himself. Did yeah, exactly. Who'd you mention exactly. you were staying with? Uh, who, who you staying uh, in the park? Uh, so I'm living with Gabe and Gabe Levy and Seti Manasse, oh, both Seti, transfer right. pitchers. Seti. Yep. And those guys have been great. I mean, you know, we go and 
we go to class every day. We go to the field every day. It's been, it's been awesome living with them. And, you know, they're both from Washington and I'm from New York. So we're all like coming in from different sides of the country into the Midwest. So it's been cool to have, have familiar faces and, and they've been, they've been awesome. And I mean, Gabe and I are only going to be here for this year, but SETI is going to be a mainstay here. He's a, he's an animal. So he's the man. He did look pretty impressive in the fall, I gotta say. Yeah, he looks like he looks hands, like Masahiro. The hands are like they're, they're just huge. Yeah, they're paws. They're paws. <laughs> I that's the hands. first call. You remember that call? It's the first thing. Oh I yes. Said, I said this dude's hand looks like Pedro Martinez. Yeah, he's got big hands. He throws he throws that splitter, and it makes the ball look like a golf ball in his hand. It's crazy to me. And I mean, I'm I'm six six. So I, I have You're big bad, hands, but we're calling like, him big. Right, right, right. Yeah, nah, he's he's bigger. <laughs> 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 and you mentioned with this group coming in that that the three of you are transfers and that you're uh pretty veteran a couple of grad transfers uh what's it been like coming in as a very experienced player onto a new team that while very experienced is also still fairly young yeah i mean that's one of the things that glant and uh, mercer really talked to me about is being able to have the ability to impact um a pitching staff like with my veteran leadership abilities um and you know i think gabe ty bothwell myself um we've really tried to to bring the young guys along because you know i've seen and you guys have seen it too is there's going to be a need for a freshman pitcher to step up or two or three freshman pitchers to step up this year and they don't even know that right now so we're like trying to be like, you guys don't understand, but like somebody's going to go down for a weekend or, you know, someone's going to get a start pushback and one of you is going to need to step up and, you know, you can't have your legs shaken out there. Um, so being able to talk to them about that, just having been in so many different environments in college baseball, that's been something I've tried to do, but also, you know, I, I say I pride myself more on control than I would velocity. And I think our freshman pitchers, definitely have some velocity um and teaching them how to pitch I think has been kind of the coolest thing because it's like we have a kid like Braden Reinsdorf after I pitched in the fall he's like wow your stuff looked really good blah 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 and I'm like look at him and I'm like Reinsdorf like you are like 93 to 96 with like an 84 mile an hour slider like I would give my leg to be able to throw that hard for like a week so it's like they have all the talent in the world. It's just having the mental aspect of it has been huge for us. And and they've really come along well with that. You saw in the fall at the beginning, it was like them getting their feet wet and, and it happens all the time. It happens at programs across the country. And just to be able to do that, you know, I did it at Siena, but at the same time to be able to do that here has been great. And I think, you know, one of the coolest parts of coming into this as a transfer and not really knowing anybody is that, you know, I don't feel like, a fifth year senior. I mean, my body some days feels like a fifth year senior, but, <laughs> but I personally, like when I'm talking to guys like Devin Taylor or, you know, Tyler Cerny, like I met them my first day on campus, the same as they met me their first day on campus. So I like, I don't feel like I've been here for five years. Like, who are you? Like that type of mentality. <laughs> like I, I'm the new guy and you're also the new guy. And, you know, we're all just trying to get along and fit in and, and find our family. And I think we've done that really well here. It might even make a team, now that you're saying that, it might even make a team closer the way that dynamic, uh, you know, brings itself over. Because you don't have yeah. all these guys at the top and all these guys at the bottom. Maybe that's something that the portal has brought to, to team camaraderie too. I think, I think it's really nice. I mean, everyone has like, 
it's interesting. Everyone has their own personality on our pitching staff, and that's an awesome thing. And and I think, you know, as we start to get a lot closer, because obviously the season you're you're traveling everywhere, you're doing stuff, it's gonna be really fun because you know, you're gonna see those guys' personalities on the field. Like I can't wait for people to see Luke Sennard throw 95 miles an hour and scream at their dugout, even though he's a big teddy bear off the field. It's like <laughs> those types of things that I'm I'm excited to see us grow. And that's the thing. Throughout the season, we're gonna grow and you know, hopefully we're playing our best baseball in May. So um, do you have, uh, have you so far, you guys have, you know, have done several activities together. Is there still like one specific social event that you guys have done that, uh, that, uh, that's brought the team together? Actually on, on Friday night, uh, this past Friday night, all the fifth year seniors got together. At, we went to the tap and uh, we got some food for dinner. So that's been fun. Guys have been big on going out to eat. There's been some uh, some texts in the group me constantly about where we're going to, to grab a bite. I I tend to look up the Yelp review first, being a New Yorker, but at the same time, I'll tag along. I'm not afraid. You know, I'm not afraid. So I've been doing some of that. And then, uh, you know, there's a group of uh, five or 10 guys at the baseball house. So I go over there on Sundays to watch football and and hang out with them. And you know, I'm getting introduced to Colts fans. I never met a Colts fan in my life until I came out here. Uh, Same I'm a Patriot. I'm a Patriots fan oh. myself. I'm a Patriots Red Sox fan. I know it's Chris. I'm sorry. Oh. My mom. So my mom's from my mom's from Boston. That's why she's she. You know, put it on me since day one, and I really had no chance to go otherwise. But, but what it's been good baseball? to be a Patriot. What'd you go for baseball? Socks. Socks all the okay. way. Red Sox. Okay. So we can yeah. hate the Yankees together. Yeah. All right. You're a Mets guy. I like that. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Good. Any, anybody if you, if you were going to be Yankees Patriots, I was just going to leave. Well, <laughs> when, when Scott, when Scott uh, Efros got traded, I was like, damn, I can't even root for this guy anymore. It's like, <laughs> I'll root for it. <laughs> I was worried Schwarber was going there. That would, oh, that would kill me. When Schwarber, when Schwarber came, obviously I wasn't at IU when Schwarber came to the Red Sox, but we went to the uh, – the wild card game when they beat the Yankees, a bunch of my friends and I, our parents got them presents for us for like senior year. They were like, just go and have fun, have a blast. So we went nice. up to Fenway for the wild card game and it was the best baseball game. I mean, as a Red Sox fan, obviously it was the best baseball game I've, I've ever been to, but it's been, I've, it's been, I've been good to be alive for, for this portion of the Red Sox run, even though it's kind of hit a downturn recently, but it's all right. Man, you had a pretty good run. I got to say, and, and exactly. you didn't have to yeah. watch See, I, a lot of the Mets fans adopted the Red Sox because the Yankees yeah. were just winning everything. So, you know, I felt like I won the World Series when they when the you know the Red Sox <laughs> broke the no, not the World Series, but the bank. When they knocked yeah. the Yankees yeah. out and came back from down 3-0. I honestly didn't yeah. care if they beat the Cardinals, you know. But as long <laughs> as they could knock out those Yankees, it was great. <laughs> See, that was always that was the fun as a cards fan uh my grandpa's from boston and so he was both a diehard red sox and a diehard cardinals fan because oh, uh, yeah. they because they moved to st louis eventually and and that was the the world series after he passed and we're like he's just up there laughing his ass off because he he's thrilled he's either, either way, way. Yeah. the way it goes he's thrilled that's awesome that's awesome uh, do you like any other sports fun um, so I played, I played football, basketball and baseball in high school. Um, I loved playing football. It was like, I mean, I definitely had the physicality for it. Um, I was thinking about playing in college, but I didn't really want to risk the injury because I wanted to play baseball as well. So playing two way, I know is, is extremely difficult. There's guys that do it, but it's tough. Um, and our basketball program in my high school was really good. We played like a national schedule and I 
barely got any playing time, but I was, I think it's good because like I learned how to be a supportive teammate from the bench and something I didn't really learn playing football or baseball because I excelled. Um, but yeah, like my senior year, we played Zion Williamson in basketball and RJ Barrett, all these guys in the NBA now. So it's really cool to watch them. Um, and then all my teammates playing in college still, you know, they're crushing it too. So I'm proud to, uh, to be a baseball guy from a basketball school, but we had a good baseball team though. We had some, we had some good rounds. Oh, well that, that kind of covers through the questions that we had. Was there anything uh, we haven't touched on that uh, you'd like Indiana fans to know about? No, not really. I'm excited for the, for the season. I'm excited to see everybody out there. Uh, Hopefully for that first home game, dress warmly. I know <laughs> yes. I'm certainly going to be dressed warm. So yes. thank you guys so much for having me. Yeah, well, it's great to have you here. And uh, he said, said we're, we're all looking forward to it, too. I think we mentioned before we had gotten recorded that uh, that our group is going to be down in Auburn for that opening series. So uh, we're very, very much looking forward to uh, to, to seeing you guys compete at that kind of a level. So uh, it's, it's awesome to have you here and uh, to get to, to get to know you a little bit better before the season gets going. Thank you. Also, I go some, my nickname, you, we were talking about nicknames. Nobody here. IU. I go by all my friends from home. Call me bigs. Just like, like Biggie Smalls. Like I had the walk up when I was at Siena. Uh, they all call me bigs. Nobody calls me bigs here. So maybe you guys can start that. I don't know. Okay. But it's been weird for me. Like people are saying Ben and I'm not really turning around as fast, but you say Biggs, I'll, you say Biggs, I'll turn around. Biggs, baby, nice. whatever it is. Yeah. There's your warm up. There's your warm up music. Exactly. Nice. I, it's, it's easy. It's easy. We'll get to hear some Brooklyn music uh, when you're oh, yeah. pitching. Nice. Oh yeah. Old school hip hop. There it is. Excellent. All right. Well, that will do it for this edition of Talking Hoosier Baseball. Uh, we'd like to, uh, to, uh, Thank our guest, uh, Big Siler here, <laughs> for uh, <laughs> for joining us today. And uh, so for uh, Chris Feeney and Cassidy Palmer, I'm Carl James. See you at the BART. <laughs>